Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. This is Stefan Gonick, and this is our monthly live Q&A call to answer any questions you have about finding love, your healing process, um, dating, whatever you need. Uh, and I have some people here with me live and also have some uh, questions that were emailed to me in advance. <clears throat> and for those who, let's see, have phoned into the call, uh, if you're ready to ask a question or make a comment or anything you like and you want to talk, you raise your hand by hitting star two. And then I'll see that and, the, and then I'll I'll call on you. And feel free to do that. You know, anytime, even when I'm in the middle of an answer, because I'll just wait until I'm done before responding. That way, you know, things will be lined up and, and things will happen more quickly. So that'd be good. Now, if you're online, there's a button to raise your hand and you just click on that button and I'll call on you that way. Um, let's see. One of the people who's mailed, emailed questions uh, is also live in the call, which is the ideal thing to do, actually, because I get your question in advance and then we can discuss it live together. So that's awesome. Um, but your question is number two. So uh, nobody's raised their hand yet. So I'm going to go ahead and start reading the first question. Um, this is from a woman. And she wrote, um, I had a few sessions with you about two years ago. And as you may remember, I have a history of attracting men who are liars and cheaters. Even faced with evidence that they were indeed cheating and lying, I still found a way to justify them, forgive them, and continue being with them. That would be one of those negative attraction pattern things, right? During our sessions, I was able to regain my sense of self-worth, and I've been happily single for a while after. I will forever be grateful to you for that. However, I met a man who seems to be absolutely perfect. He is honest, wonderful, and has integrity. We've been together for eight months now. He shows me love, support, and is extremely caring. This is the best, most normal relationship I've ever been in and one I was envisioning for myself. So that's really awesome. Despite all the evidence that he is trustworthy, I find myself struggling with deep convictions and intrusive thoughts that he doesn't really love me and that he's cheating and lying or in some way using me. Um, my most ridiculous thoughts are when we are not intimate for a few days, I'm convinced he has been to a brothel and hence has no desire for me. When we went on a holiday, I couldn't let him be alone for even one minute out of fear of him using this time to call his secret lover or in whatever way cheat on me. I even went as far as to cancel the taxi to the airport because he'd be going alone in that taxi. When he initiated the conversation about us potentially getting married and having children, my first thought was that he might be a pedophile and wants to have children with me to groom them for his own pleasure. I'm aware that this, that this turnaround in perception is not healthy for me or for my relationship. I don't want to sabotage something that could potentially be good for me. I would like to work with you to identify the root cause of these thoughts and feelings and develop strategies to overcome them. So what it sounds like to me, so first of all, congratulations on uh, attracting such an awesome man. All right, so that's the good news. You've, you've made enough progress in the program to attract 
you know, just the kind of guy that you were always wanting to be with. So that's, that part is really awesome. Now, these negative thoughts indicate that, um, that you're, the healing is not complete. Because if it was complete, not only would you attract the right kind of guy, but you'd be comfortable with him, right? So there's one of two things going on in this situation with all these negative thoughts. Either, and it's, it's going to be either or, or both, right? So the first possibility is that you need to do a bit more healing on the lying, cheating thing uh, so that you stop having these intrusive thoughts that the, he might be lying and cheating, plus these other things. So that's one possibility because it is possible to heal enough that you can be with the right person, but then it's hard to, to let yourself fully be with that person, right? So that'd be one possibility. The other possibility is that now that you are actually having the kind of relationship that you really want, that could be bringing up other fears around, you know, having well, fears and or negative beliefs around actually having the love you want. Like there might be a part of you that's not feeling fully worthy of it. Or there may be a part of you that has fears around intimacy that are coming up as a result of a guy who's actually available for intimacy, right? Because it doesn't sound like you've ever had that opportunity before. And now that you have it, it's going to bring out whatever unhealed fears you have around intimacy. And then sometimes what will happen when we get really scared of being close is that we will subconsciously find ways to create distance. Right. And one way to do that is to have these old thoughts because that would subconsciously, you know, fulfill the goal of creating distance if closeness is feeling too scary. Right. So it, it may be that you did fully heal, you know, the lying, cheating pattern and that these old intrusive thoughts that he might be lying, cheating is not really part of that so much as the fears you have around intimacy flaring up. And this is your subconscious mind's way of creating distance. Um, or, and I also said, you know, neg you know, negative beliefs, like I'm not worthy of this and of having the, exactly the kind of man I want. So again, I will sabotage it by creating distance with these old intrusive thoughts. And, uh, and, and that can all be true too. <laughs> you know, all, each one of those things can all be going on at the same time. So, <clears throat> how you figure out which one it is uh kind of figure out how to guide you to do that on your own so so okay here's here's some things you can check imagine a life going forward with him because he's talking marriage and kids and all that and set aside these negative thoughts that are just popping into your head and just notice if there's any fears coming up that are not about him lying and cheating, the old fears, right? Are there other fears coming up around closeness and you know, getting what you ultimately want, which is you know, a wonderful guy to be a life partner with? Uh, it's kind of like <clears throat> the same thing we did earlier in the program when you imagine meeting your ideal partner and you notice what fears and negative beliefs come up. So you know, now you're at a later stage of it. It's like, you know, let's assume you did meet your ideal partner. Uh, as you said, he seems to be, and he could very well be. So think of, just think of a future with him and see if there's any other fears and or limiting beliefs that uh, come up as you imagine a future together. You can also just think about, you know, being really close and intimate with him. And I don't mean sex. I mean emotional closeness and intimacy and see if any fears and negative beliefs come up around that. Uh, my guess is that you will 
uh, come up with stuff doing this exercise. Um, whether or not there's still some more to heal on the line and cheating pattern. Um, well, one way to test that is to think about some of the men in your past who did lie and cheat that you used to have a really intense attraction to uh, in spite of all that, in spite of the relationship being over and see if you still have an attraction to them, still feel drawn to them, on a, you know, to kind of measure that on a scale of zero to 10. Uh, it's not likely to be a really high number, but it needs to be zero for that issue to be completely com completely healed. So if it's like a three or four, um, that would be a sign that it's not fully healed. You know, it's healed enough that you're able to be with a guy who's not like that, but it's not healed enough for you to have to have completely cleared out the issue. Um, so anyway, these are things you can do on your own to try and figure out if that's what's going on. Um, or you're welcome to contact me. We can do another session or two on it and uh, see if we can clear out the rest of the stuff so that you can, you know, be in this really amazing, great relationship with this wonderful guy and not sabotage things. All right. So anyway, I hope that uh, that answer was helpful. And now, like, just for the new people who have uh, joined us, uh, if you're on the phone and you want to talk, ask a question or make a comment, press star two to raise your hand and I'll call on you. Um, and there's people who are, uh, you know, uh, attending online and there's a, a button to press to raise your hand and then I'll call on you. And uh, so far, nobody's raising their hand. So I'm actually, this next question is with the person who's online. So I'm going to actually call on him so we can do the question together. Alrighty, you are uh, unmuted. Are you there? Hi, Stephen. Hey. So um, I'm going to start by just reading your question. And then if I need any clarification, I can ask you and you know, we can discuss and all that. All right. So uh, you wrote, I've done quite a lot of work on resolving past traumas, focusing on self-esteem issues linked to being bullied as a child, and also probably linked to having a highly critical and angry father who I was afraid of. I'm now stuck at a stage where the woman I find attractive don't seem to find me attractive. They show a complete lack of interest when I approach them at couple dancing events I go to. Even though I'm not particularly tongue-tied, I can hold a reasonable conversation. Uh, hold on one second. I'll take a sip of water. <clears throat> my family say that I should lower my standards or I will end up single forever. I feel lonely and wonder if I should settle for a partner who doesn't set me alight. I've had relationships like that before, but all the time I felt massively guilty knowing in my heart that this wasn't the partner I really wanted. What can you advise? So I'm going to start with the second part, to lower your standards. I advise you very, very, very strongly not to lower your standards. Um, the only time we would ever lower our standards is if sometimes, out of fear, we can have an unrealistically high standards, right? Um, where it's, it's a form of self-sabotage. So, you know, nobody could ever live, live up to the standards. But I have to say, I've never met one of, <laughs> one of those people who had unrealistically high standards. Um, the only thing I have met is sometimes people be a little overly specific. Like, remember in the program, we, we create a partner vision list of things we're looking for in a partner. And sometimes they'll include physical traits, right? Physical features, like, well, I want, you know, my partner to be, you know, a brunette or to be this height or this whatever, you know. So getting overly specific like that, I advise against. But really what we're focusing on in our standards is the kinds of 
qualities we're looking for in a partner that's not just physical features right so they you know i want the person to be you know kind and warm and intelligent and playful and whatever things like that right um so if you're doing that kind of thing i don't think your standards can be too high I, I, and i would not encourage you to do that because if you get together with somebody you feel like you're settling for um you're not going to be a very happy camper and they're going to feel it from you they're going to feel from you that you're that you view yourself as settling that you're really not that into them and either they'll break up with you because they want something better than that or you're with somebody who has issues or you know has, has a complimentary issue of being with people that are not into them right so we don't want that we want you to be really excited about your partner so going back to the first part of your question where the women that you find attractive don't find you attractive that is often coming from self-esteem issues so you said you've been focusing on self-esteem issues linked to being bullied as a child and also to your highly critical and angry father and having a highly critical and angry father would be a big source of low self-esteem issues and being bullied would supplement that that would reinforce that it wouldn't start with that but that would definitely reinforce that so i would focus a lot on your father um and you know you can do stuff with your being bullied as a child as well but the father is probably going to be more the primary source and uh, do a lot of healing there um because the the kind of thing you're talking about the classic issue of uh you know the people i'm attracted to are in interested in me and the people that are interested in me i'm not into them that's you know almost always a self-worth self-esteem situation and it causes us to project an energy that the other person picks up on even if we're you know have easy you know not as you said not tongue-tied and can hold a reasonable conversation that's not what they're picking up on they're picking on they're picking up on the subtle energy of you not feeling good enough for them right does that make sense uh, yes it does yeah. and if they're a you know high quality person they'll, they'll tend to be a bit of a turnoff um, you probably noticed that on the other side if a woman seemed really interested in you but she seemed insecure about it like she didn't she acted like she didn't feel like she was good enough for you is, is no matter how nice she was you would kind of honor that it's like well if you don't feel like you're good enough for me i, I guess you're not <laughs> right and you and you you lose interest romantically you think yeah well she's really nice but you know not i'm just not you know excited about her so i think that's my best sense of what's uh going on for you do you have any more to add to this or any any follow-up questions about it um no, so just focusing on father issues that could have dented my self-esteem. That, that, that's what you recommend. Um, because you say self-esteem is a likely, very likely candidate of this pattern of not being attracted. Women no. that I find attractive not being attracted to me. Yeah, that's that's most of the time that's the cause. Uh, I mean, the other option is if we have fears around intimacy and we do subtle things to sabotage ourselves, because as much as we're interested in the person, we're also scared to actually be with them. That could also be a potential source of what you're experiencing. The self-esteem, self-worth one is usually the biggest source of that kind of thing. But the other one could be, too. The, the three, there's three kinds of experiences uh, as a child that lead to self-esteem challenges or self-worth challenges. And that is having um, emotionally unavailable parent, um, an angry parent, or a critical parent. Where any of your parents, so you already have two of the three, right? Angry and critical. Is there, 
uh, were either of your parents emotionally distant as well? Well, yeah. I mean, if, uh, my father, if he, can, if he was angry and critical, he was yeah, also emotionally distant. But was he emotionally distant when he wasn't angry and critical? Just his ah. kind of default way of being? When nothing... uh, no, not particularly. So he wasn't distant when things were okay? That's right, no. Okay, well, that's good. How about your mom? Is she distant at all? No, no. Okay, so you have, but you do have two of the three, the critical and the angry. Mm -hmm. See, when a parent is really angry at us and yells at us, the underlying mm -hmm. message, regardless of what they're angry at us about and yelling at us about, the, under, the unspoken underlying message is, you're not okay with me, right? That's what angry yelling at a child conveys to that child, that you're not okay with me. And a critical parent is saying, this specific, this specific party is not okay with me. And that party is not okay with me. This other party is not okay with me. And it starts to accumulate. So, uh, like I said, you have two of the three sources of experiences that cause, you know, self-esteem, self-worth issues. So you definitely want to, you know, focus on those and address those. Okay. I've just got one follow-up question because um, uh -huh. I wasn't sure if I was going to have time to ask this, um, which is the fact that I still, I still feel quite attracted to people, to women who I uh, pretty much know aren't going to be good for me. Um, and that's holding, and I feel guilty about that. I think it's just like holding me up from finding the kind of person I, I do want to be with. I'm noticing that you said guilty twice, once in your email question and now. See, if you're attracted to the wrong people, there's nothing to feel guilty about. It's just your pattern from childhood that we all have, right? We all have. We all start from there. So there's nothing to feel guilty about, and yet you do feel guilty. So, um, you know, like if you and I were working one-on-one, -on -one, my, my ears would be really perking up going, I wonder where this guilty thing comes from. That's likely to be uh, a big factor in the health of your relationships. So there's somebody in your childhood that caused you to develop this guilty thing. You know, they might, they might have guilt tripped you or something like that. And, and that's led to you having a pattern of going to the place of feeling guilty. Yeah, well, that was my father again with his uh, guilt trips and his kind of emotional manipulation. Okay. So um, you want to address that one too. Um, that may or may not affect the partner you pick, but it would definitely have a negative impact on your relationships mm -hmm. or your relationship. I mean, um, that would um, have it be a negative factor in your relationship. And the way to address these things is finding, uh, am I right, finding particular examples, standout examples of this and tapping on them. Uh, yeah, time. and try and pick young ones, right? I, mm -hmm. Ideally be in the zero to eight age range or as close to it as you can, uh -huh. if you can. Um, you don't necessarily have to use a concrete specific memory, though, because, you know, the, his, the way he did his emotional manipulation and guilt tripping thing had a certain energy to it that was, cons you know, consistent across all the episodes of him doing it. And you can actually use that as a memory, as mm -hmm. the scenario, essentially, right? This, so you can either use specific memories or you can use the scenario. And if you're using the scenario, you just link it to an age. So you just kind of arbitrarily pick an age in the zero to eight age range. I often pick like six, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, and just imagine the scenario as your as a six year old, and do it from that perspective. Okay, thanks. Yeah, sure. Um, 
there's one of the live attendees with the initials LK. Uh, I don't use names just in case you guys don't want people to know your names. Um, that's reporting an audio issue that your microphone is not on or not working or something that's different from being muted. So it's, it's reporting a technical issue. So if you want to be able to talk to me, you're going to have to address that. The other option, oh, I forgot to mention, is there's a chat. For those of you who are online, there's a chat room as well. And you can type in um, your questions that way. And you can even do it again while I'm answering other questions. Feel free to raise your hand or type chat messages, all that. And that way we'll be ready to go when I'm done answering the current question. So anybody, feel free to type in a chat message or um, raise your hand. All right. Um, so you can feel free to raise your hand again uh, if we get to a lull and nobody's raising their hand. So for right now, I'm going to give everybody else uh, a chance to raise their hand. And I have one more email question um, that I can do if nobody raises their hand. But I'd love to give you guys who are online a chance to ask a question. So, so far, no hands raised. So. I'm going to go ahead and uh, read this next question. Now, this question is, is interesting. It's actually from one of the supplemental programs, the Self-Love to Soulmate program, um, for people who could use an extra boost uh, in you know, building self-love, building self-worth, building self-esteem, all that. And one of the activities... Uh, Okay, there's a hand raised. I will come back to you right after I answer this question. So one of the uh, activities in the other program is to tap along to a video called Try by a woman named Colby. I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name. C-A-I-L-L-A-T. Colby Kailit. Kalat? I don't know. Anyway, um, and this video is about basically about how we is about well it has all these women you know all these little pictures images of women who are like you know have a lot of makeup and dress nice and do all these things to try and to try and look good and try and be acceptable and likable and all the stuff and the song is kind of about how you don't have to try you're already wonderful as you are and the first time i watched that video it just made me cry because there's you know we all we so many of us struggle with trying to be acceptable, trying to be good enough, all this stuff. And the video is kind of encouraging you to, to let that go. And uh, I found that, you know, brought up a lot of feelings for me. And uh, it's a great thing to tap along to, to kind of release that old pain of feeling like we had to try and be something more than, we, than who we are and things like that. So anyway, she was tapping along to that video. Um, and But then something came up for her about it. Her question is about that. So she wrote, um, I was wondering about <clears throat> Colby Kailat's song, Try, that you recommended we listen and tap along to. In this song, she keeps repeating, you don't have to try. And there's a really positive message in that, i.e. that we don't have to try so hard and change ourselves in order to be accepted by others and liked by others. However, I'm wondering if the words can also be seen somewhat negatively, as in you don't have to try because it's not worth it, don't even bother, you could just give up now. On the one hand, the words you don't have to try make my body feel calm and relaxed, and I trust that very much. But on the other hand, I feel worried that I'm sending myself a negative message that is encouraging me to give up not putting any, and not put any effort into improving myself. I'd really appreciate hearing your thoughts on this. 
Um, so interestingly, uh, I didn't get that sort of negative slant at all when I listened to the video. And I just, I just before this call, listened to it again just to refresh my memory of what was in it. And I didn't have that. So if you're having that kind of negative message come up, I would tap on those negative feelings. That you don't have to try because you know it's not worth it, and might as well just give up and all that. Um, because that's representing something else that's going on for you that that would be good to release. Um, and then come back to the video and get the positive message because it is really a very positive video. You know, if any of you want to you know look it up, it's a really cool video. So uh, it, it's but it is bringing out some sort of negative feelings and beliefs that I'm guessing were already inside of you. I would just use it as an opportunity to tap on those negative beliefs and feelings and then come back and, and feel the inspiration from the video. So that'd be my answer for that. Let's see. Okay, so I'm going to uh, uh, call on the person who raised your hand who also typed in a chat. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm really sorry. I, I uh, I got you. So here, let me just call on you. Hi there, you're unmuted. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm going to uh, read your chat message. Uh, and I really apologize because you did send in the email about this and somehow I, I misplaced it. So um, oh. I'm very glad that you uh, typed it in and you're live on the call because I would have felt terrible that I didn't answer your question. Mm -hmm. um, you said, can you suggest a tapping approach or script for being the target of a romance scam that went on for several months. So why don't you give everybody a, a, a little bigger understanding of that, and then I'll respond to you. Hmm. You said you said more about it in your email. Go ahead. I don't remember what I said. Um, well, just describe the situation for everybody. Um, uh, well, I met this person on an online dating site, and you know it seemed pretty legitimate for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but he uh, mainly wanted me to go on an app, which is a little bit suspicious, but mm -hmm. I did it. And, you know, we had a good conversation, um, but I was suspicious because he didn't want to do anything in real time. You know, no video chats or anything like that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he didn't really, he didn't, but then he didn't ask for money for quite uh -huh. some time. until and then he, he finally, finally did. He did, yeah, asking me to invest in a cryptocurrency uh, scam. Well, he yeah. didn't phrase it that way, but... <laughs> right, right, um, I understand. Um, so what you're describing is really helpful because, sadly, there are scams online. And um, and there are warning signs, and you just listed a bunch of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so first of all, we don't want to be discouraged by the, the, the reality that there are scammers out there. Are there scammers everywhere online and, and you know and we all get these uh phishing emails trying to get us to log into our account in amazon or wherever and it's not really amazon right so you know there there's this kind of scammy stuff all over the internet that's it's an unfortunate fact of life and there are uh warning signs that there's a that this is a scammer and you just like i said you named it wanting to leave the site that you met on right you're on a dating site and they say let's go to this other site instead Danger sign. The fact that they never want to have a live conversation on Zoom or whatever, you know, um, Skype or something, or just a phone. Uh, another warning sign. 
So it's not so much uh, about tapping on this, I think, as just recognizing that some small percent percentage of the people you interact with may be scammers, right? It's not like, you know, half the people you, you contact are all scammers or anything. It's, it's going to be a, a small percentage, but they do exist. And you just look for the warning signs. So, you know, when I was on, you know, when I was online, the most common scammers were women from Russia. And, you know, they would contact you and then they would say that, you know, they, you know, they need a, tr a translator to communicate and could you help them pay for it? Which seemed like a reasonable request. If, you know, we need a community, you know, translator to communicate, you know, I should, you know, of course I should help do that. Of course, they're asking 50 different guys to help pay for the same translator, right? And they actually do speak English, right? <laughs> they don't need a translator at all. So there's these, you know, there's lots of scammers. So the thing to think of is you want to keep it on the site that you met them on, whichever dating site that is, if you met on a dating site. And you want to progress to a, a live contact as soon as possible, in my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, why mess around for weeks or months, you know, messaging back and forth in some way? You know, the whole point is we're trying to meet each other. So mm -hmm. if they're a serious person, um, they're going to want to talk to you live as soon as they can too, right? You, know, you go back and mm -hmm. forth a bit just to see if, there's any mutual interest and then go well let's let's talk on zoom right let's let's take this to the next level so if they're not willing to do that then that's a you know a huge warning sign um so i i think it's just you just have to be you know use the same judgment you would use for a phishing email where they're trying to get your username and password on some public site you know they shouldn't ask for that so it's, I think it's. I think you'll be safe if you keep it simple. Stay on the site, and you know, get to Zoom after a, a fairly short series of interactions, right? And if they're not willing to do those two things, then go. Okay, well, thanks anyway. I'm not interested. Well, I think I was thinking about more of the after effects of it on on my ability to, um, to attract trust. somebody. To trust, yes. Oh, yeah. That. Um, you certainly can tap on your bad experience. The fact that, you know, you ended up interacting with a, a scammer who, you know, ultimately asked you for money and, you know, whatever pain that came, that brought up for you, um, that could be a really good thing to tap on so that you're not overly scared of other men who contact you. Uh, but that's also why I talked about these practical things, because one of the best ways to, to protect yourself is just to recognize that there, there are signs to look out for. And if you just do what I said, keep it on the site that you met on. Mm -hmm. you know, so if somebody says, well, let's go to this other site, say, you know, I'm more comfortable if we just stay on the site. Uh, the reason why they want to go on a different site is that those sites can look at your messaging history. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, they don't want to be caught because if they get. Uh, if a, if you report them and they look at the message history and they go, oh, yeah, this is obviously a scammer, then they'll be banned from the site and they don't want that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why they want to leave the site. So if you just if somebody suggests to leave the site, just say, you know, I'm more comfortably stay on uh, you know this site, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And if they insist and say, sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not willing to change sites. And if even if they stay on the site, if they're not willing to have a live video interaction after a fairly short period of time, then again, you know, no. And part of it is to protect yourself from a scammer, but also part of it is just to, it's not satisfying otherwise. Like, hey, the whole point is to meet each other, right? 
-hmm. you know, if, if this seems promising, let's get on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And if Zoom goes well, then let's have a date in person, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a nice sequence. You know, Zoom gives you a better, it's better than a phone because you do see each other and you, it's easier to get a sense of each other. And then, you know, next step is let's have a live date in person. So that's the more, that's, you know, that's the more satisfying way of progressing through things. So simultaneously, if you follow this, this plan, you'll both protect yourself and have a more satisfying experience. But yeah, if you have leftover painful feelings, definitely tap on it. But I don't have a script for it. Just kind of notice whatever you're feeling and just tap on those feelings so as to release stuff. So just mm -hmm. kind of standard EFT tapping stuff. Okay. Did, did it leave you feeling very scarred? Like you couldn't, you're afraid to interact with any men again? Oh, no, no, not, not to that extent. Okay. It wasn't that bad. Um, well, just that it lasted for a lot much longer than it should have for me because I kept getting lured, lured in by all these um, wonderful messages. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a, <coughs> excuse me, everybody. <clears throat> it's a good, you know, uh, illustration of why it's important to get to a, a live video call quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. right. If you had insisted on that with this guy, he would have disappeared. Mm -hmm. And then you, you wouldn't have gone on for months. Right. You should never no. be interacting with somebody for months before a video call. Right. Yeah, I realize that now. <laughs> but uh, he, he just ignored it. Yeah. He, and if he, he ignores he, it, then, then you insist. <laughs> right. You see, yeah, I right. noticed he didn't respond when I said, let's do a video call. Mm -hmm. And then if he still doesn't respond, you say, well, you know, if you're not interested in doing that, then I guess I'm not interested in continuing this interaction. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. For them, it's a numbers game, right? They're just, they're just, mm -hmm. they're trying to interact with as many people as, pop, as possible. You know, they don't look like their pictures. If they have pictures, um, they may not even be mm -hmm. the gender you think they yeah. are. Right. Mm -hmm. This could be a woman from Russia. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. come yeah, up with a new scam. So, um, yeah, like I say, just get to a video call as quickly as possible, and that will protect you and everybody else, and mm -hmm. it won't be an issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, feel free to raise your hand again if you know if uh, we hit another lull. But I'm going to go ahead and, and mute you for now, and uh, see if anybody else has a question. Okay. Anybody else have a question? I'm, I'm done with the email questions. So I got nothing more for that. So, if the online people don't have questions, then we'll end up just ending the call early. So remember, if you're on the phone, it's star two. And if you're on, okay, here we go. Yay. Okay, go for it. Hello. Um, I, I actually did email you a question. So maybe mine got lost in the mix too. But I bet if I um, just say a little bit, it'll jog your memory. But it was about, um, I guess, the difficulties I've found um doing online dating or kind of getting back into that game just it feeling very unnatural does that ring a bell yes it does ring a bell. <laughs> okay i don't know what happened you guys i, I missed misplaced <laughs> two of the questions i wonder if i misplaced any more so i did a search on the subject line so i could just find them all to make sure i didn't miss any and it didn't work i guess oh, no all problem. right um so uh, yes, I have things to say about that because I, I did online dating for years when I was single. Yeah. As well as other ways of meeting people. 
And uh, online dating is very unnatural. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you know, you're, it's like, okay, we're all looking for a partner. Uh, here's a website to help us connect with each other. All right, let's get together and check each other out. Which is the opposite right. of natural, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I didn't, I personally did not have very good success with online dating. I, ha I did have one relationship from it, but that's after years of online dating. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, on the other hand, uh, the last statistics I saw was that 30% of marriages in the United States anyway, uh, were with people who met through online dating. So it's, so it's when you see a statistic like that, it's like, huh, okay. So sure. it's hard to yeah. ignore the resource, right? Because mm -hmm. it does help people encounter each other um, when it's, they may not have you know, had the opportunity to meet each other otherwise. So that's why I kept using it, even though I didn't, it didn't work very well for me. Right. Um, so the, so what I ended up doing for myself, which is what I recommend for you. And I also have a couple bits of advice for, for people who are using online dating. So let me just go through my little spiel here for all this. Okay. Let me just start with what I think is a better way to do online dating. The most unnatural part of online dating is to meet for coffee because you're sitting at a table basically interviewing each other you're asking each other questions trying to get to know each other right it's the most stilted mm -hmm. unnatural thing to do so one of the things i figured out after a few years of online dating and doing exactly that was that uh, i realized that a much better first date than sitting at a table asking each other questions is to do an activity because you'll actually get to know the person much better through doing an activity together than by asking each other questions because somebody can give you good sounding answers, but you still don't, and you're getting information about them, but you're not getting a feel for the person that way. Mm -hmm. right? But if you do an activity together, then even though you might not be getting lots of data and information, you are getting very quickly a sense of the person. So, you know, it can be a, a fun little activity like uh, miniature golf or shuffleboard or, <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, just some kind of fun activity. It could be window shopping. <clears throat> Totally. It could be, yeah, just any kind of activity that feels, you know, safe. You're meeting this person for the first time. So you want it to be obviously in a public place. It's not like, you know, let's go hiking in a remote canyon or whatever. But, mm -hmm. you know, do an activity. You know, and I found, I found that to be so helpful. And it takes some of the unnaturalness out of it by doing a fun activity together. Agreed. And it's an opportunity. Yeah. If, and also, you're going to have fun. Because act, if you pick an activity that's actually fun, and you're guaranteed to have fun right, on your, on your date, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> whether or not you have a good connection with the person. So it's, that was helpful, too. It's like, OK, yeah, let's do it. And so I would do, a, you know, certain activities, you know, became kind of my default. OK, hey, let's uh, do this. Let's do such and such. And it was my go to thing. Um, I don't want to, you know, I've already suggested a couple of things, but, you know, just think of find something that's in your area that's fun to do and just you know, do it with all your dates. Um, and you can even ask for suggestions, you know, ask, you know, him if he has any ideas of what would be a fun activity. And you can do that on your Zoom call, right, as you're mm -hmm. <laughs> having that awkward, unnatural quizzing <laughs> each other thing. So mm -hmm. you know, one of the questions you ask you is like, well, you know, what do you, you know, what, do you, what are things, you know, activities you find to be fun? And if you kind of have a matching fun activity or if, or if he names the activity as fun and you think, oh, that'd be fun to try. You know, you can just do that together on your first date. So that's helpful. <clears throat> Okay, that's my best suggestion for dating, you know, how to connect on dating sites is to do that. 
Um, the, however, what I, I don't find that to be the best way to meet somebody, mm -hmm. even though I, I never dropped it as a way. Um, I think there's two other ways, well, a couple other ways for meeting people that I think are more natural. Um, okay, so the next one is speed dating, which again is partially unnatural, but more natural than dating site because it's the opposite <laughs> of a dating site. In a dating site, you get tons of information up front, but you don't get a feeling for the person right up front. Mm -hmm. On speed dating, you know nothing about these people, right? You're just sitting across from all these strangers for some number of minutes. And, uh, you know, you are asking each other questions and that part's unnatural, but you're at least meeting in person and you're at least mm -hmm. getting a sense of the person more so than you get from a dating site. Um, you know, I, I, I attended a, a speed dating event. Um, and I didn't feel a connection with most of the people, but I, I, I uh, try to make it fun for myself by asking it the same question to everybody, because I thought it was such a fun question to get the answer to. Um, and then one of the women on the, in the, on the event I had a connection with, and, and so I chose her, she chose me, and then we ended up having some dates. Didn't, didn't pan out, but you know, it was a quick way to meet a whole bunch of people in one evening and see who you click with. And so that's you know, it's a yeah. little better than online dating, so that's, that can be good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> By the way, the question I asked uh, all my dates in the speed dating event was, um, what's one of the best things a man ever did for you? Because it was such an interesting question. It's kind of sociologically, mm -hmm. right? Like, what man did she pick? Was it her dad? Was it a boyfriend? Or, or who knows what, right? Mm -hmm. And what was the thing that was one of the best things that he had done for her? It was so mm -hmm. revealing of, of a question. And uh, I was fascinated by the answers I got with every person I sat with. You know, even all the women I had no interest in is like, I was just really fascinated by asking that question and to see what Absolutely. they answered. So it was fun. It was, the whole event was fun just because of that question. Um, okay, so then the way to, the best way to meet somebody is by doing an activity that you enjoy in its, for its own sake that's done in a group setting with both with the gender you're interested in. Oh, uh, one person asked me to repeat the question I asked. So the question I asked all the women I sat with was, what is one of the best things that a, a man has ever done for you? Of course, if you're a woman talking to a man, it'd be the other way around. One of the best things a woman has ever done for you. Um, not the best thing, but that makes it too hard, right? But what's one of the best things that a, a man or woman has ever done for you? That was my question. The, there's an, a similar question, which is, what's one of the best things that's ever happened to you? Not quite as personal about a person doing it for you but again very revealing like what is what would this person consider to be one of the best things that ever happened is you it's very you know you really learn a lot about the person so that's a good question to ask on a first date too if you're doing the traditional sitting at a cafe thing or on the zoom call that'd be a good one question so what's one of the best both those questions are good right what's one of the best things that's ever happened to you in your life and what's one of the best things the appropriate gender has ever done for you those are cool fun questions uh, but anyway, doing a, an activity that you naturally enjoy, you sincerely enjoy, that you would like to do on a weekly basis. <clears throat> For me, it was um, uh, social dancing, right? Like uh, over the years, I did different kinds, swing dancing, salsa dancing, different things. But it's social dancing. Um, I love social dancing. And I, you know, I loved, I, I did it more than once a week, actually, in my heyday. Um, you know, I did it at least <laughs> twice a week, if not more. Um, and I love doing it, whether or not I met anybody, right? 
of course, social dance is very conducive to meeting people because you're like <laughs> hanging out in each other's right. arms in each dance, right? <laughs> so that's really cool. And I met actually nearly every girlfriend in my life and my wife. You know, my person who became my wife, I met salsa dancing. Now, it doesn't have to be dancing, though. If there's any activity that you really enjoy that can mm -hmm. be done in a group setting with both genders, or at least the gender you're interested in, um, so that whether or not you meet somebody in any given week is irrelevant because you're having a good time no matter what. That's mm -hmm. a great way to meet people because you're enjoying yourself, right? You're doing an activity you find sincerely enjoyable and fun. And you're with other people who find the same activity enjoyable and fun, right? So you, you already have a point of connection. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. and that's going to be a relaxed and natural way to meet somebody because you're not there, you know, to quote, meet somebody because you're there to do the fun activity and meeting somebody is a bonus. So, right. you know, you, you know, you might go, you go there week after week and then, you know, you, you see the same people there over and over again. And after a while, you, you know, kind of chat with the person or do the activity with them, whatever it is. And after a while, you start developing a connection and it's, it's done in the, in the old style, natural way. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And there's a good website for that called meetup.com. I don't know how many people yeah. know about it. Yeah. Um, I, I would not recommend. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't go to singles events because it's the same unnatural thing that dating sites are. <laughs> I mean, you can, it's okay to go to singles events, but uh, you know, singles meetup group. But I think you're better off going to a meetup group that is the is that enjoyable activity. That's what I would uh, recommend as the best way to do it, and it's how I met my wife. Um, no, that's great advice. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Hey, man, I tried every method there is for so many years. <laughs> I got <laughs> I sampled yeah. them all. So I, I am a pro dater, I guess. <laughs> all right. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and mute you, but feel free to raise your hand again if if nobody's raising their hand, right? Any follow-up questions? So uh, that's it. Anybody who, who, you know, if you have a question, raise your hand. Star two on the phone and, uh, you know, click on that raise your hand button if you're online. Hey. Oh, wait a minute. Let me, sorry. Let me mute you for one second again uh, because somebody new just raised their hand. So let me give them a, sh a chance first. All right. Hey, Stefan. Good afternoon to you. Are you hearing yeah, me? Yeah, good afternoon. Hear you just fine. Good afternoon. Yeah, Stefan. Listen, I'm I'm happy to listen to you and your your wisdom, and I wanted to share with you a situation and get your advice. I'm in a in a relationship with a woman who I kind of view as the one. Um, she's nice. gone through previous relationships um, with narcissistic abusers. And I loved right. what you were saying earlier on. I'd love for her to, you know, try and clean up the wounds that are there. And, and she, I think, felt worthy enough that she could, you know, have a partnership again. But we've kind of reached a point where she, she's not ready to go further. So I'm, I'm questioning, you know, if, if I want to go further or go back to the whole dating scene, which I'm not excited about. So I just wanted to share that with you. To It's a different scenario than some of your earlier callers. I'm I'm with a woman who I think is the one, but it doesn't seem to be working out, and it's hard to hard to let go. That's what I wanted to share well, with you. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I can ima imagine how frustrating it is to meet a woman that feels like the one, and then have her not be ready. When you say not working right. out, is she wanting to end the relationship, or she's kind of keeping it limited? 
Um, she's never indicated she wanted to end the relationship, but she's just gone quiet for the last three days, kind of like she's reverted to an earlier thing, almost ghosting. But, you know, I'm hoping to see her today and, and talk about that. But um, it's not the first time that's happened. So there are these moments of, of sort of regression um, when she's not ready for a relationship. But then we usually talk it through and, and get back in, in, a, in a good mode. But I don't want to keep doing that. that. I don't think that's healthy for me. Yeah, so in that case, I'd recommend couples counseling. I would, I would okay. tell her both those things you told me. I would say, you know what? On the one hand, um, there's so many things I really love about you, and you feel like you could be the one for me. On the other hand, you know, this kind of thing keeps happening. You just use whatever words you describe so she knows what you're talking about. And um, I can't keep doing that. But I, but I really would like this, you know, this to work out between us. Would you be willing to do some couples counseling so we can work out whatever is going on? This is, yeah. I mean, she could. I mean, yeah. No, no, that's a great suggestion. I like that. But I also feel that we each need to do our individual work, and you know, her getting over past wounds. I think is really important for us to be successful. So it's, it's I agree. both couples and individuals. Yeah. I totally agree that she would be best off doing some individual work, but it's a very hard thing to recommend somebody doing individual work because right. it, it doesn't come right. across well, <laughs> right? You say, look, it seems like you've got some wounds from the past. In order for us to have a successful relationship, I think you should do some individual therapy. And, uh, you know, you're not likely to get a good response to that. <laughs> Because, because basically you're saying you're the problem. Go fix yourself. Yeah. But by saying, no, I hear you, you know, let's do some couples. Yeah. But by saying, let's do some couples counseling, we're saying, hey, we're in this together. Let's work this out together. And uh, yeah, she, I, some of my best individual growth came through, came from couples counseling with a good therapist. So I really yeah. appreciated those sessions anyway. Um, yeah. So you'll get a lot out yeah. of it. And she'll get a lot out of it. And if she feels inspired to do one-on-one beyond that, you know, that's up to her. But individual work has to be, you know, has to come from the, the individual deciding that they need that yeah. for themselves. Yeah, yeah. But just a final point I'd make, Steph, um, is that, you know, individual work, I don't want to pin that on her. It's up to me as well. I feel I need to do individual work to try asking myself, why is this movie repeating itself? Um, and that's up to me. So not rather than look at the partner, it's a lot of self-introspection, I think, that's also healthy in the mix. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're if you feel like this situation with her is part of your pattern, then absolutely. I thought you yeah. were saying that she was seemed like to be the one who was who I which I would assume was not part of your pattern. Um, and then but she's you know, she's got some issues to work through. So is that if yeah. that if any of that is part of your pattern, then absolutely. I agree. You should definitely work more on that Got it. either okay. in the program or well, if you feel like you need extra help you know yeah anyway well listen thank you very much i really appreciate your your insights and listening to me yeah absolutely you're very welcome thanks all right so i can go ahead yeah sure i'm gonna mute you again and unmute you hi hey there so what's your question? Um, it's more of a technical question about tapping. When, I, um, when I'm tapping on an issue, and I know uh, I'm tapping for some time, and I know I, I haven't finished with it, that it's not resolved, 
after a few minutes or maybe 10, 20 minutes, I, um, I start drifting off into other thoughts and other just other, I'm not, I'm, I find it hard to remain focused, even though I know there's still energy in, in that issue. And it's just hard for me to concentrate on what I'm, I want to be concentrating about. Yeah, yeah, it's a common thing. So what's going on there is that there's a part of you that wants to heal this, and there's a part of you that doesn't want to go there, right? <laughs> and uh, it can result in this in-between thing where you, you, know, you start working on it, and then you find yourself drifting away. Um, and the thing to do in that situation is, first of all, don't beat yourself up. It's a normal thing. It's, it's nothing, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's nothing to be uh, concerned with other than uh, you just have to go back and, and repeat it. So if you're working on one of the recordings and halfway through your recording, you notice you've drifted off somewhere, you know, just uh, rewind to where you drift, drifted off and, and continue it uh, or give yourself a break and start over. Or, but and the one thing that could happen is if you notice you're drifting off at the same moment in the session over and over again, then there's something in that moment in the session that's triggering you. So this, so this could be one of two things, right? It's either the general phenomenon of us kind of disconnecting because part of us doesn't really want to go there, or it could be that there's something being said or something happening in the session itself that is triggering you to kind of, and then that causes you to kind of shy away from it. That'd be something to notice as well. Like, and so there could be, and if it's happening in multiple recordings, see if you're noticing a pattern there that, you know, oh, when the person talks about this kind of thing, I tend to disappear. In that case, that would be something very specific you want to address. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I haven't been watching recordings uh, for, for, for quite some years now. Maybe I should get back to that. And I, I was talking more about um, just in general when I'm doing it for myself. Oh. I see. Okay, because you just recently got the program, so I thought you were talking about recordings. Uh, no, no, I got the program some years ago, and then I came back to it after a while. Uh, well, came back to your. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad. I was glad to have found this session again. Uh, this question, question and answer session. Okay. Um, so if it's just general tapping on your own, I think it could still be the same phenomenon. It's not as likely to be getting triggered by what the other person's saying in recordings since you're not doing that. But um, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a little hard to say because it, it could be what I said, not wanting to go there and drifting off. It's kind of like when we meditate, right? You're supposed to have that silent focus and then all of a sudden you have all these thoughts. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Well, in the, in, you know, in the case of meditation, you just catch it, notice it, and you just bring yourself back. <laughs> and some, you know, some meditation practices, you name it, you go thought. <laughs> right thought and then you just come back to that still place um so you could do that just you know you catch yourself drifting away and just bring yourself back um and if that takes care of it then 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 it's just then you're right it's just like meditation and it's just something you have to keep doing um or do periodically uh but if you find yourself doing it over and over again then you want to look to see if there's something in particular that's causing you to do that um, actually, I have to call uh, end the call five minutes early because uh, my wife needs me uh, for our babies. And so I'm going to stop the call here. And uh, it's great to, to have all you on the call. And I look forward to the next one next month. And uh, I shall do a better job at catching all your emails. Um, I'm 
very sorry and embarrassed that I didn't do that before. Didn't, didn't do it correctly. And I'll see you guys on the next call. Thanks right. very much. Yeah, you're welcome. You all, see you next month. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.